0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Sports Facts, Stats and Smacks with Avery and Kevin. But it's not just us today. We have a couple guests here. So we have Josh and Andrew from New True North Trajectory Disc Golf. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. I'm super excited to have you guys here. and I'm a big fan of disc golf, and um, obviously you guys are too. So, And Kevin's here as well. Um, I, so. I decided to show up this week. <laughs> thanks, thanks. <laughs> so... I'm just going to ask you guys straight out, what brought you guys into the world of disc golf?
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, first off, thanks for having us. We're glad to be here. Um, Disc golf was something that was introduced to me personally about six years ago or so. Uh, One of my best friends decided just one day out of blue to be like, hey, uh, you played Ultimate Frisbee before in school. You like tossing those around. You like golf. Want to try out some Frisbee golf? They called it Frisbee golf, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) We always go about the disc golf, but uh I was like, "Hey, why not? uh How much is it? Where do I have to go?" And they're like, "Well, it's just the park across the street." So I was like, "Ah, sure, why not? I'm down for this. Two things that I really love. Let's go for it." Yeah. And yeah, right from there, he lent me a few discs. Went down to Baker, and rest was pretty much history. I fell in love on the spot. I think that initial summer, I was playing like five times a week or something like nice. that. Nice, just yeah. Really getting into it right off the bat because I said, like, you know, I'm a student no budget really. And here I am a couple hour activity outside with friends. Who could say no?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, for me, it was probably first or second year of university when Andrew kind of brought me into the world of disc golf and showed me around a little bit. And like he said, that it was just so budget friendly being in university that it only made sense to, uh, to try it out for a little bit. And I had done lots of golfing in the past, which of course everybody knows is outrageously expensive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as being in a university, it's like, even more expensive, it seems completely out of sight to play often, so disc golf seemed to be the, the route, and I went to the store like most do, and you plan in to get one, and you walk out with like three, four, five discs, <laughs> and then it's another disc every other week that you're buying, <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden, you got a new backpack full of discs. and the budget goes right down the drain. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you might as well just be playing golf, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But no, it was, uh, it was just seemed like a great, a great sport to be playing, especially because Calgary was so friendly to disc golf. There was, yeah, you know, like we were starting out with half a dozen courses we were playing almost regularly going around. um, And, you know, in the city, there's probably like a dozen courses, if yeah. not more that mm-hmm. you can really play out all the time. um, And they're world-class courses. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the beauty mixed between the budget friendliness and um, kind of like the family, the family side of it. Uh, Yeah, it just seemed like the right sport to be at the time, and here we are.
0: Yeah, um, I I probably have a similar story. You guys, like, I was, I saw it online, and I was just like, I wanted to try it, like, played golf in the past, but so expensive, and and I think it it was Canmore. that You could rent discs for, like, five bucks for the day or something, so my wife and I and my son went out there and played at that course, and I think that's probably not the best course for a beginner. (laughs) No, not at all. all. But, yeah then coming back and then finding like Don's hobby shop and buying discs there for a while and just like playing Baker all the time because I'm nice and close to Baker. So, and I think you guys are too. So yeah, I, I, I like to say it's my local course and I, I don't know if other people say that, but that's the way I like to describe it. But,
1: well, it's yeah. a cool thing because it's your local course and you're a beginner, but it just so happens to also be the fifth most popular course in yeah. the world, which Ooh. is awesome. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize that
0: until I saw your guys' YouTube video. And it was just like amazing, like the, this awesome piece of land and like this awesome course is so close to my house and in the city of Calgary. And it's such a, busy course and some days you go there and it's super busy and but people seem to be super friendly and you know i've never had problem there not like forest lawn (laughs) 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 Um, but
3: yeah i just love it so i fell in love with the sport excluding baker up in the northwest end of the city how many are there like is there like something for almost every quadrant or something like that so you don't have to have a big drive
1: yeah. So there's roughly around three or four courses per quadrant. It's not planned that way or anything. It just happens to fall into place like that. But I'd say, especially for a Northwest area around Baker, there's uh, David Richardson rem- Memorial, which actually closed down for a little while due to some construction and needing to get some growth back because we had some dry summers and it wasn't doing very well after recovering after some of its projects. Um, but that one is like a world-class course. And then we also had a new one that's been temporarily put up there for a few years at by sort of mount royal university area in curry barracks okay um yeah that old richmond green golf course that little par three nine hole or uh, that one got converted over to course as well so just really good ones there and and then you have sort of the northeast ones where like forest lawn or big marlboro are and a whole bunch in the south as well but it's basically accessible anywhere and then outskirts whether strathmore okotoks or uh, Redwood Meadows, Canmore, all these areas sort of have at least have one staple course to go to. Nice. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um
1: we play Edgemont a lot. Um, oh, it's yeah. a good okay. beginner one. Like
0: I, I find that sometimes Baker's well obviously pretty busy, so we just head up there instead and
1: Yeah, it's a yeah. quiet spot on yeah. that little hillside there. It has <laughs> a little bit of challenge. It does. Yeah. Like
0: there's some short holes, but if you miss some of those holes, <laughs> you uh you're definitely taking a shot or two more, so
2: absolutely yeah that cool. kind of reminds me of canmore a little bit <laughs> you yeah. get out there and it's you, you miss that first good uh first good throw and all of a sudden it turns into like four or five over <laughs> well, yeah so many
1: blind shots in that course which yeah. drives you wild yeah but
2: it's it's gorgeous though like
1: it's what beautiful. a place to start <laughs> but yeah. it's so difficult yeah like it's I, too. <laughs> and
0: i remember like walking through there and i saw a guy with like a bag of discs and i thought that's ridiculous. Like, why do you need, like this little side bag of discs and then, you know, playing more and more and I saw like a guy with a backpack and I'm like, that's ridiculous. And and, and at that time I had a bag full of discs and I'm like, I don't, why do you need a backpack? And now I'm trying to convince my wife to let me buy a cart.
1: (laughs) So. That rabbit hole goes deep.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes,
3: it does. The, uh, different discs and stuff. I've only had a chance to get out there once. Really enjoyed it. But you talk about drivers and other like shorter distance ones, like when you're watching your YouTube video, are they weighted differently or how are they graded just for the distance and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. So there's actually a whole bunch of factors that go into something like that. The first one uh, addressing the weighting that you asked, uh, it goes anywhere from like normally 150 to 180 grams or so per disc. The heavier they are, the more you're going to have to take to throw them and read its natural flight numbers. Um, The lighter it is, it'll most likely be more understable, which means that it will basically fly
3: way off to the right if you're right-hand backing it. So like real golf, just completely mess it up.
1: Absolutely. And so the weight's a big difference. Uh, The plastic types, there's ones that are really translucent and hardened, and, and those ones seem to be really harder to throw and then you have ones that are cheap plastics are usually pretty cheap to buy but they'll be a lot easier to throw for newer players as well nice and then as uh, all the other discs go they have a rating with four numbers they have uh, the first one which is speed the second one which is the glide then the turn and the fade which is how much it goes left and right depending on how you throw it and so all those factors basically interplay together and show you how far you can throw it or what style to throw it and it's, it's, it can get pretty complicated after a yeah, while like you, it, everyone yeah. just says hey it's just throwing a frisbee in <laughs> yeah. a basket what more is there to it but yeah. then you're like well let me tell you yeah
3: you
2: is there spill. a specific way to throw it um yeah certainly there's certain stances depending on whether or not you're driving you're putting you're getting that mid-range and there's also rules around you know how you should be throwing it depending on what stage of uh, the toss you're in on that hole so like for instance putting you're not really supposed to be moving whereas as in your mid ranges or your drivers like your driver obviously is a couple of steps and your mid range just kind of follows that same path but um it, it there are rules around how you sort of use your stances and what you can do and what you can't oh, yeah. do so we, we try to follow those but uh we also just try to have fun but mm-hmm. i mean discs are so versatile that they're really something that you can find a, it's almost like uh finding a brand and then you start to love that brand a little bit mm-hmm. discs are kind of like the same thing and even uh you know i was watching a video a couple of months ago with paul Macbeth, and he's he's like a uh pretty much the world's best disc golfer put it that way but he was showing us some of his uh discs that he's created and they it must have went through 50 renditions of prototypes before they finally came upon oh wow a uh, disc yeah. that he liked and uh he had a, a wall full of all the prototypes <laughs> and it was just one disc <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> so,
0: amazing his collection like, yes it is yeah very envious thousands
2: and thousands <laughs> okay. of dollars I mean, I'd well
1: say there's uh definitely a couple stances or forms a lot of pros will do whether it's a forehand or backhand but you'll find a lot of players also they just sort of do their own thing too mm-hmm. especially if it's more casual i'll see some guys who will take on a whole new form a whole new run up and they'll just crush a disc way yeah. down the fairway and i'm like how did you do that yeah.
0: but, <laughs> so it's like kind of happy Gilmore,
2: you know <laughs> and you're just yeah. like, what was that <laughs> yeah
0: like you guys were saying stance and the, about two weeks ago, I tried a different grip on the disc and mm. I found that, you know, that's helped me out a lot and I probably got about maybe 10 more feet out of my drive, but yeah. it's not like I'm driving 400 yards or or 400 feet or 700 feet like the pros or anything yeah. like that. But neither but, am I. Yeah. <laughs> <Me> neither. <laughs> uh, Like if I throw it like 200 feet, I'm ecstatic, but yeah. that's, a rare throw. Like I'm throwing, probably like 175. Like, like I say, I'm not great, but yeah, I mean, I just it, have fun.
2: It certainly takes a while to kind of get your get yourself comfortable with with uh, how you want to play. And you know, like sometimes in in regular golf, you try to compensate for your slice or whatever it is by aiming a little to the left mm-hmm. or whatever <laughs> it is. So, and you know, even still, I've been playing disc golf now for what three three years, going on four years, and I find myself still doing that. Like I'm learning constantly. Um I changed my grip about a year in which took me another year to get used to um, <laughs> yeah. but once you do like the, the changes do improve your game over time um and like golf it gets uncomfortable for a little while until
3: you're really happy with your your throws mm-hmm. yeah, yeah just, you guys talk about like the pros and this and that like is there an actual league or like something you can get in and for tournaments and stuff
1: yeah so uh, actually a big part for leagues in Calgary is through the Calgary Disc Golf Club A lot of the funding that they get from their memberships, which is a huge part of their success, it goes towards running different leagues and mentorship programs or even tournaments, getting prizes for them, Mm -hmm. the volunteers to run it, helping the infrastructure for courses. But basically, you'll find anything from women's leagues to men's, beginners, the mentorship program, like I mentioned earlier, paired up with somebody more experienced to go play a couple doubles with them. But there's tons of different ways for anybody at any level to get into the game, which I really like. Because especially when it's such a budget-friendly, time-friendly sport, Mm -hmm. you love to see a lot of young kids, families, maybe some guys' wives just going out doing any kind of activity together. And once they sort of get a little bit of a hook on it, want to maybe meet some people, socialize a little bit, these leagues are tremendous for finding new opportunities to meet people and grow the game a bit. Yeah. Like you just said, like
0: the only reason my wife came out was just basically. To babysit you. <laughs> well, I'm going out to do something that's like not expensive and she's wanted to see like Canmore and stuff like that. So she she just came along to play just a round and then she's hooked now too. So mm-hmm. well, that's great to hear. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. What's your guys' favorite disc in the bag? Hmm. Uh-huh.
2: Geez, something that throws straight <laughs> isn't <laughs> that a to. challenge? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, geez, I uh, you know for myself, I'm I'm gonna have to say like I'm still in the phase where I'm kind of getting used to what I like, and so you know I've tried some prodigy some prodigy discs, and I find they're still a little maybe too advanced for me. Although mm-hmm. I try to power through it, so I find myself comfortable with something like an Anova Thunderbird, one like the Champion plastic, something that just feels really nice, but also. You know, it's it's not a super far driver, but it will land you straight if you if you get that good throw, and that kind of you know would bring me into the Mako, right? Mm-hmm. The Mako is another one that just flies straight no matter how dumb you are, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I'm um, happy with that. So, yeah.
1: yeah, for myself, it's tough to narrow it down to one, but I think I probably have one for each kind of disc. So. Yeah. For like a putter, I'd have to say my most recent one from Discraft was the Page Pierce Fierce one. That one's just, it's really easy to throw, very controllable. So if I have an approach shot, no problem. And then when you're within 15 feet of the basket, it doesn't really matter what disc you have. You can usually make that. But then uh, mid-range is coming. I agree with Josh, uh, the Mako 3. That's a fantastic disc. It's got... Barely any left and right turn on there. It's a point and shoot, and that feels really good. Fairway driver, I'd probably have to say something like an Sidewinder. That one, um, it's a lot better for my arm speed. I don't have a great arm speed, so mm-hmm. I usually need a disc with a lot of uh, turn and a little bit lighter weight, uh, a little bit understable. And same thing for my driver. The the one, I think this might be what Joss was referring to with uh, Paul McBeth doing a bunch of prototypes for it was his 80s. Um The Discraft mm-hmm. Hades, that one is one of my favorite drivers. It's a twelve-speed, so it's up there, but yeah. it's very easy for intermediate players to throw to get a massive distance. But nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love all those ones.
0: Yeah, I was looking at the Page Pierce one, and I couldn't decide, and I went with the Eagle McMahon Rainmaker. So, oh,
1: you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> so, yeah, I've,
0: I've been enjoying it so far. Like I played probably about three or four rounds with it so far, and I'm liking it. Yeah, yes. I, it's on my shopping list right now too. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't an easy choice, and I should have bought both, but... <laughs> yeah, always time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I
3: find myself saying that way too much. <laughs> yeah. Where about like with all the discs and stuff? Are they like, obviously it's like a specific sporting equipment store. Like, are there, are they easily accessible? Like, are there a few within the city or close by?
1: Yeah, there's definitely a bunch in the city. I know uh, one that I use, that which is near Baker Park quite a bit, is LifeSport. It's right by the Angels Drive-Thru. It's across the river, so it's like less than a five-minute drive away from the park itself. Oh, nice. And they, they do have pretty good deals on discs, good uh, selection and everything like that. And then there's a whole bunch elsewhere, like we were talking earlier before the podcast, Limber Disc Golf uh, down south there. Is a pretty good one, Don's Hobby Shop as well. Oh, yeah. So th- there's definitely a few outfits in Calgary to help you out. But then there's also some amazing online retailers as well. I think those are really good deals. Usually they give you free shipping over a certain amount, yeah. like 75 bucks, 100 bucks. But some popular ones you'll see referenced a lot by players are like Okanagan Disc Supply mm-hmm. or MyDisc.ca, things like that but there's always going to be a really convenient way to find a disc that suits you and
3: to get it here in time. And yeah. they're pretty good at just matching up the equipment with your skill, like any other sport that you're just starting off with. So
1: Absolutely. Nice. Like a lot of the members that play the game, everyone's just super willing to help everybody out. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone wants to lend their advice and a little bit of a hand on how to get started, especially for beginners. We just love seeing the sport grow. And so you'll see a lot of the disc golf store owners. They're just,
3: ecstatic to help you out they'll probably ask oh. you a million questions yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
1: they won't let you leave because they're having
2: fun talking
3: about <laughs> yeah. it well that's good though it just has, as you said that local support and everything just to help grow the sport and stuff yeah, yeah absolutely
2: i could imagine life sport has been doing really well ever since baker park became so popular and i mean even <laughs> disc golf in the last few years not just baker park but it's really picked up and i mean it's been around for what 30 years 40 years like yeah it's, something like that it's been around a long time but it kind of was you know a little bit dim in popularity for quite a few decades and then all of a sudden there was this huge surge of disc golf players and, uh, and then all of a sudden little stores po- started popping up but you know Andrew mentions the websites like they have huge categories of discs and everything's you know got photographs and they tell you all the weights with descriptions. so it's really easy it's almost like shopping in a store yeah, <laughs> <not> <laughs> much. To totally honest um, yeah. in fact I, I find online sometimes it's, it's a little easier to shop because you get all the information about the disc right there in front of you um, but that being said there's no real experience like going to talk to a dude who's been owning a disc golf store for 15, <laughs> 20 years and knows all the insights. Um, you're just going to get some awesome information on top of whatever products you pick up. So. Yeah.
1: And, and adding to that too, there's nothing better and more underrated than getting that feeling of the disc in your hand too when you mm-hmm. walk into the store like different rim sizes yeah. or depths to the disc sometimes it doesn't feel right and sometimes
2: you're like oh yeah i'm not putting this thing
1: down <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> yeah. I, I like i like that aspect of the in-person especially
2: yeah, yeah absolutely like i'll just add to that really quick i have a, like a texture thing so i i find if my fingers are feeling dry and dusty like i get kind of like weird goosebumps and being able to shop in store you can get a feel for the different composite plastics and some are like rubbery some are hard plastic so they vary quite a lot and to be honest like i buy them just because i'm like oh, i'll be able to use this after an mm. hour of getting yeah. it all dusty right yeah, so totally.
0: where's your guys's favorite courses oh. um,
1: i got a i probably have a top three i think my number one course that i really like is actually far down south it's lloyd park mm-hmm. um so that one you pay five bucks around or 20 some bucks for an annual pass but It's got a lot of distance holes, so I can really try to work a lot of my distance drivers, which are usually my favorite discs. uh, Whether or not I can make those distances or not, we'll have to see. But uh, it's a gorgeous property, nice views, great baskets. There's some nice elevated ones, good tree layouts, things like that, which I really appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, As you mentioned earlier, Canmore one of the best views you can get it's like going on a little hike and then playing a game as well Mm. and you can't go wrong with that either and then i also just love baker just because it's so versatile i can bring brand new people to the sport to come play or people who played a long time we're going to have a challenging and fun experience and it's just a great park area to be in so those are probably my favorite places to go to off of off the bat
0: yeah
2: yourself yeah, honestly, I'm almost going to just agree with Andrew, I know <laughs> to be totally honest. Like uh, Lloyd Park, I haven't played a whole bunch, but the times that I did play it, it felt amazing. It was just super open. It kind of feels like you're in the prairies a little bit. Uh, all of a sudden you're transported out of Calgary into another city or something like that, and it's super cheap and nice long uh, shot so that's a beautiful course like andrew said going out to canmore is i mean it's a little trip in itself and then you go to the Norik center and that's a full day to play that course i find yeah, it's, it's a lot of traversing uphill downhill trying not to get eaten by bears and, <laughs> and stuff like that so and then of course baker is just like picturesque it's it's a beautiful course you have the bow river running along there all you see all day is families and kids running around everybody's laughing and having a good time and then get some people who are like barbecuing and partying and you're just kind of playing disc golf around them and uh yeah i don't know it's it's a beautiful course and it's a lot of fun and you know that's where i started so that's kind of close
3: to the heart as well yeah
1: yeah i think canmore is going to be next on our list for uh videos and
3: i do believe so yeah (laughs) nice so that'd be great yeah
1: i'd look forward to seeing that one
0: i like (laughs) canmore because it like you said it is a full day and even if we like go play Three Sisters and then go over to the Nordic Center, mm-hmm. it's always nice mm-hmm. too. So, yeah, it's a little a little short course on the Three Sisters, but it's good warm up sometimes. And
1: yeah, and you yeah. can't beat those mountain views for just oh, uh, no, so little time out of Calgary, right? Yeah,
2: and it's free, right? You know, like, yeah, you that's... don't pay anything. And and that's a, like just another highlight of disc golf is that you know Lloyd Park, you pay five bucks to get in, but it's private property, it's beautifully maintained, mm-hmm. like it's it's got it going on there, and everywhere else is free. And um, you don't get prices
3: like that for many sporting events anymore. So for no. like five bucks at the end of the day, it's completely worth it. Yeah, yeah.
2: Right. I'm sure it's just paying for the fuel and the lawnmower, right? Yep. Like to them, it's yep. basically free. Uh, but, you know, you go around and, and that's what makes it so great for families is that you can bring a family of four, family of five, family of six, and it's not costing you any more. You can bring in relatives. And as long as you got the beginner discs or, you know, a pack of three to sort of hand out to your friends and family, then, yep. I mean, you're in and you don't need anything else than that. So, But then one thing I,
1: I have to add on to that too, as much as it is great being free, we do believe that a lot of people, if they enjoy the sport and play it often, to consider buying like memberships at the Calgary yeah, Disc Golf Club. Yeah. Because the only yes. reason these are free and that they're operated well and maintained so well is from thousands of volunteer hours every year that are helped funded by memberships
3: and
2: all
1: those things. So it's really, uh, it's, you got to respect the sports and how good it's been to everyone and try Mm -hmm. to give a little back if you can. we, We believe that's one of the best ways that Calgary will continue to, sort of be that outlier and push the sport more than any other place in Canada has, Because like in Norway, Finland, Sweden, across Europe, they're really popular. U.S. is obviously the biggest spot there. They've got the biggest paid pros, probably the most courses in the world. Mm -hmm. But then here we are in Calgary and it's like, okay, well now it's starting to boom out here and just keeping that relationship with the city of Calgary, maintaining the land, not littering, not destroying property and giving back to that community is just. It's wonderful to see because it's just such a great partnership that we have going. Yeah, yeah.
3: Absolutely. Like When Avery and I went down to Baker uh, a month or so ago just to give it a whirl and just kind of introduce it to me. I mean, golf courses all in all aren't too bad. But, I mean, you see a lot of these publicly used places, but there was nothing. There was no garbage, no mm-hmm. nothing lying around. Like may, Maybe a pop can, that's about it. But, I mean, it was really well kept and it was really nice to see that it wasn't being abused like that
2: totally yeah, yeah absolutely i mean the like andrew said it's if you if you love the support if you love the sport and uh, you know you you do play fairly frequently the, the best thing that you can do is is get that 20 dollar membership to the calgary disc golf club just because they're the ones who really do the groundwork the courses are of course still free and it's not like you have to get a membership for everybody if you're only playing once a year or whatever like but the, the point is is i think that uh, the organization goes a long way in in what calgary disc golf has become Mm -hmm. and it will continue to be that leader in terms of um, negotiating relationships with the city uh, figuring out where they can put new courses figuring out what the rules are figuring out uh, you know environmental things and that's really the way that we're going to push the success of the sport in the city is by making sure we have that really strong community and it's a great way to get involved i mean you pay that membership and all of a sudden you're eligible for uh, you know tournaments and prizes and you know disc golf nights and things like that that you can go play at and meet a bunch of great people all while you know making sure that your money is going right back into the pockets of uh, a non-for-profit association that is helping the sport versus lining you know people's pockets right yeah
3: and it's also a little bit of a motivation i mean we everyone wants to get their money's worth of whatever they're doing so if you pay that 20 bucks it'll be okay i'm after work i'm not going to sit on the couch i'm going to go home chill out for a bit, grab the bag of discs and then go. Exactly. Yep, yeah, totally.
1: And I think it's also very underrated, like joining leagues and going to meet other members and stuff, because like we mentioned earlier, it's like one of the best communities of people I've gotten yeah. to know, like every single person I've met has a cool background, interesting story to tell tips for my game and just is super open to just having a good conversation Maybe you're playing with one other buddy and you go meet another group of two out there and it's really jammed, especially on mm-hmm. Baker. And are yeah. like, why don't we just pair up, do a foursome here? And then you suddenly make a couple new friends that day yep. and yep. it's just yep. a great time.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: I've done that a couple of times, especially solo. Because mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes you just catch up to people and you just end up talking to them. While you're waiting at the tea and you end up playing with them. So yeah, it's always nice. Absolutely. Yeah, it's super
2: great. Imagine trying to do that in a game of golf. <laughs> <laughs> Get oh, off my wow. tee pad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. The marshals will be on you. <laughs> yeah. The good
1: thing, too, is with this golf, uh, instead of regular traditional golf, um, you don't have to worry about topping your ball or, like, <laughs> yeah. hitting it maybe, like, five forward. You just have to throw, it like, you know, a good 20 yeah. feet at least. You yeah, yeah, can't exactly. go wrong with that. Yeah.
0: yeah, and hit another tree and hit another tree sometimes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's the beauty of it, too. Like, those bad shots can teach you a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. get out of tight spots and
2: yeah exactly and having those extra set of eyes like i mean when i was learning to disc golf having andrew kind of around watching me helping me give helping give me tips and you know things like stance and how to grip and things like that it was something i wouldn't have known you know i can watch youtube videos and you'll pick that up in the video but when you're out playing on the course a lot of that just fades away yeah. mm-hmm. um, so it's great to have somebody who's been around and knows the sport and can help kind of guide you in terms of what you should be doing as a beginner because what you do as a beginner is a lot different than what you do when you're more advanced so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: and a lot of beginners they will actually be super shocked if you ever show them their form on a video like they don't think that they're doing much wrong it's a it's pretty simple like pull the disc back hold across the chest and follow through and it's uh it's, it seems really simple but then they look back and it's like oh my gosh that's no, not anywhere <laughs> close to what i'm supposed to do <laughs> yeah. and it never feels that way which is why it's so hard to practice and train oftentimes yeah. people just like myself, I'd go to a field and just throw for a couple hours, just back and forward, back and forward, back and forward. There's a lot of running around, picking them up and everything. It takes a lot of time, can be monotonous, but it's just super helpful to really hammer in that form time after time, getting those pointers, that feedback. Uh, it's a, it's a process.
0: Yeah.
3: I remember my first outing and I had no clue. I'm like, how do I do this? He's like, you throw it. <laughs> 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 a, I'm not a great teacher. <laughs> I'd be lucky to say if I got 20 feet. Yeah. <laughs> I'd yeah. Just like, bonk, oh, well. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It just
1: kind of curves right out. So yeah. Just yeah. Right down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but if you get past that first game frustration of like, why can't I throw it fire? And you just get a little bit further and further. And I found that it just like progressed so greatly. Just again, way too. better.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Bring yeah. a
1: couple of beer. Bring <laughs> some music. It's great.
2: You're, I mean, yeah. Pretty rare you run into an issue. Like the worst thing that can happen is you hit somebody on the course, guilty as charged, or maybe like uh, yep. you get your disc stuck in a tree and you got to wait for it to fall down or something to help you out. But, or in your um, case, you'll climb the tree sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll climb that tree. I don't leave discs. Pay <laughs> a good $20 for that disc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and that's just it, right? Like, uh you know, and I use golf as an example a lot uh, just because of, I don't know, for whatever reason, but. Um, I mean, like you go play and you smack a ball and it hits a pond and there goes $15, right? Like, yep. that's Absolutely. That's yeah. it. But in disc yep. golf, it's you don't worry about those things. I mean, at Baker, I guess the, the biggest thing you could worry about is hooking far left on one of the early holes and getting in the river, which would suck. <laughs> yep. um, but, you know, luckily they kind of plan for that and, and yeah. they make sure that there's a row of trees or something like that there that'll help yeah. keep you in the, in the course. But it a well-designed course. It's a, mm. it's, mm-hmm. it's designed phenomenally. Um, I don't know who designed it, if it was the Calgary Disc Golf Club or the city. Probably but, a bit
1: of a collaboration, I'd imagine. Uh, yeah,
2: <laughs> I do know Curry was a collaboration. Uh, most, a lot of the input coming from the Calgary Disc Golf Club, which is why it's great to be a part of the association because if you have big grand ideas about places that could be courses or how a course layout should be I mean they're more than welcome to bring you in and you start volunteering and and those ideas start getting thrown around thrown around a little bit just because everybody's so um nice everybody just talks about what they want and um yeah I think the more people who get involved in that association the more the more courses that we'll have uh for sure for sure but yeah yeah no back to your point it is very stress-free <laughs> <laughs> I, I, i'm i'm
3: down in the south end of the city i'm in Brayside, so i mean if curry is nice and close or go down to okotoks and things like that I yeah mean, yeah but i mean even the what 20 minute drive up from there on to uh to baker is completely worth it so yeah like yeah. more and more that i'm learning from you guys is like just i want to go well maybe maybe end of july is the best time to get a membership, but maybe. First thing next year, or whenever, like if it's however it works, it's definitely something I want to look into. For yeah, sure. And
1: for there's sure. actually a lot of opportunity to play even uh, from July on. Like uh, most of the, that time, snow and ice doesn't really pile up or show up until like the end of november it stays for like six months after that (laughs) but uh there's a fair amount of time you can still play even when we did the curry video last year that was near the end of november when we shot that it's getting chilly yeah you can see some snow popping down every once in a while but like it never built up or anything so still quite a bit of opportunity nice and and it's nice too because at the end of the season all the leaves and stuff go away from the bushes. So if you crank one off to the side and it's like way into what we wouldn't be able to see into at all. Now it's just like dirt, brown, gray. (laughs) And then you have your bright pink or green disc out there. It's a lot easier to find. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I agree with that. (laughs) I I was just thinking like, I, I'm not a hardcore disc golfer. I, like I said, I like to play, but you see people out there in the middle of winter, put the ribbons on their disc. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you guys play in the winter, but I'm not that i did it adventurous a, did
1: it a couple times yeah. I, I lost one disc doing so um, <laughs> but uh yeah that one kind of bugs me playing in the deep winter where it's all snowy and icy then yeah. i'm on the t-box taking my shot i'm spending more of my energy focusing on not falling down than throwing <laughs> yeah and, yeah. Uh, yeah that gets in my head quite a bit yeah i can see that but yeah. there are winter leagues though Um there
2: are yeah i mean there's there's night leagues there's winter leagues there's all sorts of leagues that you can get involved in um I mean, winter in Canada is terrible, so when <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> when you're in the midst Absolutely. of it, it's it's not something that you're like, I'm going to go play disc golf in minus 20. Um, you have to wait for the days where you're like, it's a nice day to go play disc golf, yeah. you know, considering what the temperature is. Yeah, and then, like, you know, there's, like, there's the glow disc that a lot of people play, where, you know, a lot of discs are UV-intensive, so you can put them in a, hold a UV flashlight up to them, and they start glowing, nice. and then you can go... Throw them around in the in the in the nighttime, which a lot of people are doing. Well, we haven't done that yeah. yet. We should try that.
1: Yeah. No, oh, I got a couple in my bag, a couple glow discs, but they're like little UFOs
2: tossing. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
1: I played a glow tournament in Strathmore a few years
0: ago, and that was fun. Oh, that's oh, great. great. Yeah, I really liked their course. So yeah, 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 it's well designed in their public area and use. So
1: I haven't been to the Strathmore ones, but they're they're on my list of to oh, do.
0: Definitely yeah. get out there. They use they used to do the uh, ace ace race
1: oh yeah that was always a fun tournament so (laughs) absolutely
0: i don't know if you guys have ever done an ace race i know they used to do it out in canmore but it was fun for me
2: so
1: no i haven't tried it but it does look like a lot of fun i've seen a lot of videos
2: yeah i've not tried anything like professional or competitive i'm not really a competitive person but uh, i like the idea of trying a tournament i just don't think i'd be any good at it like with the pressure and then my terrible skill like it just wouldn't be a good thing but and um, i i like to keep
3: it stress-free you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> that being said though i mean you go out, wh- whether you t- finish top five or bottom three yeah i mean you, you still had fun you, you still yeah it was a learning experience or whatever exactly
2: so. and there and, are
1: brackets for beginners too and, yeah. Like, yeah. and all yeah. skill levels are welcome to try it out
2: yeah of course i mean you at the very least you'll meet some amazing people you'll have <laughs> a fantastic time you'll be really happy and you'll probably get a free disc out of it so <laughs> oh yeah uh,
0: that's for sure um like I know my first tournament, I played at Baker and I signed up. No idea what to do. Like I had three discs at the time and I just I thought, well, I'll just sign up as an amateur. Yeah, why not? And it was just like, I was blown out of the water of like how much disc all, like some people were taking it, are really competitive, which is not bad. Like, but they were in a proper group. Like I was in, a, there was three people in my group. So it was just like, we we're all amateurs. And I remember it was, uh, One of the people that was in the group ahead of me and we ended up combining together was, uh, I think his name is Nathan, guy from Westbridge young guy and he was really good and he just put a beat down on all of us so (laughs) (laughs) i I think he was like 14 or 15 or something just like beating all us grown men and (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's one of the neat things since
1: it is such a new and growing sport you'll notice there's a lot of local people who are starting to take things pro because there's more opportunity you'll see guys taking trips down to the u.s just to test out one of the tournaments and they might not always score the best but you'll see a lot more of that happening or a lot of kids teens who are really being groomed by their parents who love disc golf yeah. to become pros later because there is a solid chance that you can do it if you start young enough yep. like i started when i was i guess 20 or so so a little bit late for me but even then there's guys who start when they're like 25 26 but if they're like huge ultimate players or something like that or you look at a guy like Brody Smith or something that's what i was just going to say um and, yeah. and it takes him just a couple years and now he's in the fold and yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, there's a lot of opportunity and you'll see a lot of people take it seriously because of that exact opportunity do you guys watch a lot of disc golf like i
2: i know oh, yeah. for yeah. me i joe pro baby yeah all the way. exactly yeah. lunchtime <laughs> for me is
0: watching joe pro and yeah. i love them they're great as, yeah. i clicked on tournament today at lunch and there was no nate sex wasn't announcing and there was nobody announcing and it was just like this is not as fun yeah no. so
1: <laughs> they do such an amazing job on that yeah. channel that no, production value like I even oh, yeah. give it above like PGA and stuff like that. I agree. You know, yeah. like it's just the commentators are really f- fun, friendly. They care. Yeah. Uh, everyone's super supportive, even in the pro levels. Like they're all cheering each other on for good yeah. shots. If yeah. somebody shoots a nace, they're just losing their minds. Oh Something's yeah. It's like yeah.
2: yeah. And that there, and that's, what's kind of cool about uh, disc golf is you have that, you have that sh- that chance at like that one in a million shot. Well, I mean, for these guys, it's not really one in a million <laughs> know exactly what they're doing. For us, it's a one in a million. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's possible, right? Like a yeah. hole-in-one playing golf is not really realistic. It's more of a fluke than anything. But in disc golf, you can get that ace. And it, I mean, I guarantee that I haven't gotten an ace yet, but I guarantee when I do, it'll like cement the fact that I'm always going to play disc golf yeah. because yeah. it's it's possible to achieve really great things. And, you know, we, we did uh, the... Um, Marlboro juniors tournament the other year last year I believe right and like watching some of those kids play mm-hmm. holy crap unbelievable 14 year olds that could like out drive me any day of the week out me any day of yeah, the week yeah. like they're good players and like Andrew said the opportunity is just really ripe for them um there's a there's a good it's a it's a great time to get involved mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's a. Uh, have you
2: ever get a whole one Yes, I have. Oh, nice. So he says. Nobody was around. There, so. <laughs> He's been a critic, but my,
1: my friend Jordan can testify. He was with me that day. But yeah, uh, hole number 13 on Baker, actually. Oh, hey. Yeah. Uh, nice. Wasn't aiming for it, but hey, I'll take what I can <laughs> yeah. get. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm just happy if like I get it inside the putting ring. Like, I've never gotten an ace either. So
2: um, yeah. I like to just, if I can keep it straight. And that's yeah. where I want it to. I'm like, I consider that an ace. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I get that too. Like, I've gotten, I've hit the bottom of the net on hole two at Baker, but that was with some sliding and, yeah, <laughs> but not even close to an ace. So that's I mean, you even know. when
2: I was new, I, I found like I, I didn't really need to be that good to have fun. Yeah. You know, yeah, like it doesn't yeah. matter if I was hitting trees, climbing trees or shaking trees, whatever it was, <laughs> I was having a good time and I just yeah. enjoyed getting out and playing with friends, sunshine and, uh. I mean, it was kind of in the midst of, of COVID. So it was nice to see a lot of people out too, right? Like everybody was doing stuff and it just yeah. felt good. Um, mm-hmm. and carrying that forward. Like, I just love to be around people. So nice. um, yeah, Plus, I just try uh, to get out and have fun when I play.
1: Yeah. And, and like traditional golf too. Uh, When you beam one right down the middle of the fairway, when you're playing disc golf and you get a nice throw and it gets to go to the right a little bit, go straight off to the left and just make that beautiful flight pattern. And you're just like, oh, that just felt amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you throw like 10 others in the bush or in the (laughs) river or something like that, you get that one throw, you're just like,
0: yeah. Yeah. I threw one like that the other day, 11, a whole 11 at Baker where I just, you know, tried to throw it around the tree and it came back nicely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It was I still hit the next three and got a four, but it was still it was still like, I liked it. It was a good shot. So I was yeah, happy absolutely. with it. Right on. Those moments yeah.
1: carry it for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, we talk about watching it on, on YouTube and stuff. Who do you guys cheer for? Do you guys have a favorite player like that you like to
1: watch? Mm, yep. Um, I, I do try to tune in, into every card that has Paul Macbeth on it, as we okay. mentioned earlier, just, yep. Having played disc golf for a while, it always baffles me how it can be so consistently great. Oh, um, amazing. Yeah. So like, that's a pretty clear answer. But then guys like Simon Lazat too, I take a huge inspiration from, especially with his YouTubing skills. He's been able to vlog a lot of things, do some cool challenges, visit, travel the world and view mm-hmm. courses. So that's been a lot of fun. And then uh, Nate Sexton too, I'd say yeah. is one of my favorites. Just big community, family guy, great player. And an excellent commentator, just so involved yeah, in the game. Yeah. I, I was so inspired by guys like him just nice. to make disc golf that big part of your life. Cool. Yourself?
2: So? I mean, yeah, I, I'll hop on the bandwagon. I do <laughs> like Paul McBeth. I can't yeah. deny that. Um, even since I started, I mean, he's just, he was the one that I first kind of seen. Uh, he's just really popular and that kind of just carried through. Waisaki, you know, I I enjoy watching yep. him as well. So, um, you know, I don't watch as much in terms of disc golf commentary sports and things like that as I should, I don't watch a lot of Jomez. I don't, I'm probably not as well-versed. I'm certainly not as well-versed as Andrew when it comes to his, his professional players. Um, so I, I like to just hop on the bandwagon and <laughs> see where it takes me. Yeah. <laughs> I pretty much
1: watch like every tournament every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of shameless about that. <laughs>
0: is there, is there a course that you see on TV or on YouTube that you would really like to play. Mm.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> they're also the two that I'd probably fear the most to play, but uh Maple Hill for sure. Yeah. Uh, seems oh, yeah. like one of the best ones out there. And uh the the Great Lakes one, uh the Great Lakes Open, the course they go there. Uh that one's fantastic. Just lots of bomber distances, mm-hmm. uh terrain up up and down, a lot of heights and getting those things right, but yeah, no, I I feel like I'd lose a lot of discs and put a <laughs> horrible scores, but man, those courses look amazing. For
2: you? Yeah, I mean, those are those are beautiful courses for sure. I mean, I would add maybe uh, recently the the Las Vegas Challenge. That was a really beautiful course as well that I'd probably like to. That's
0: the one I would like to play. Like, yeah. I, and I know it's like a temporary setup, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I love how the season just opens there every year. Yeah, it's probably one of my favorite that I would love to play. Like that's on my top.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful course, I and mean, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's it's kind of somewhere where you could you'd be going, and you're just like, well, I can go play disc golf as well. Right? <laughs> so you don't really have to go super far out of your way. And you know, I was I was just in Hawaii, and I didn't get a chance to go play on their disc golf course. Cause I was on the other side of the island, which I regret. Content S- missed. S- yeah. Super bad, not going to play it. Um, But I was in Hawaii. I was swimming with turtles and doing other things. (laughs) It's just as fun. fun, Did you take your discs with you? I did. (laughs) (laughs) Which was the sad part. I brought the discs. I brought the girlfriend's discs. And we were going to go play. But I was, side note, Hawaii traffic is crazy yes it is outrageous and so, so it got to the point where we just didn't want to drive anymore. Okay.
0: <laughs> i had a totally different experience we went to maui so i think it's oh, okay. a little bit more laid back there and we yeah yeah my wife and i brought our discs and we were able to play two courses there so oh right on good for you yeah, yeah so yeah.
2: Maui' my
1: spot of choice too yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. oahu was <is> nuts <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, that being said it was a great trip but yeah no i i would like to uh some of the european courses are unbelievable um i'm not I can't name any, but I've seen some <laughs> videos of them and just, I mean, like Europe in itself is so green and lush and then you get to some places um, where the professionals go over there and I, that's where some of the top rated courses in the world are as well. And we have a guy actually from the Calgary Disc Golf Cup, James, who just went over to Europe, I believe, right? Yeah. Iceland or?
1: I, I forget exactly where, but he does have good relationships with a lot of the people who run disc
2: golf over yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like point. that's just another great connection you could yeah. you could run into, in and an the Paul
1: Macbeth Foundation too. Uh, apparently, yeah. a few CDGC members have uh, interacted with a lot of that, and yeah. setting up new courses, donating discs for new players who want them, that kind of thing. But, nice. Yeah. yeah well,
2: I spread. mean, it's it's great. You can get like the the Professional Disc Golf Association. You you can sign yourself up. I don't know actually. Can you sign yourself up or if it's like a because you get like a, a number system right where you just like yeah this is your professional player number and you go play in tournaments and that number counts towards your season Um, and so that and i believe that works like on a worldwide basis so
1: and the the pro tour runs throughout too they have like silver series or majors Mm -hmm. and things like that Mm -hmm. and depending on how high the prestige is for the tournament they'll award like 55 points to the first player or 25 or something and that Mm -hmm. all accumulates towards the end and then whoever has the highest points registers for like the big final tournament at the end and gets themselves in brackets and mm-hmm. that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I just heard about the Silver Series and I thought that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Is there
3: anything out by Bragg? Because, I, I, I mean, that's like a nice little jot off the city that I like going to just in general just to get away and go hiking. So. I mean, almost like a Canmore that would be a great little area. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I've thought about that for a while. I've been really wanting them to open something up west of the city, like directly west of the city, either in like Aspen Woods area or yep. Springbank mm-hmm. area. That's where I'm at. So I would love a course on Springbank. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little biased, but... I do think there was a course at Redwood Meadows, though. I'd have to second check that. Yeah, so that's I thought there was a private somewhat. course out there as well. Yeah, right? uh, might be the same one. <laughs> yeah, that could be that could be it. But I mean, there's just so much potential. Like, and, Absolutely. you know, even recently we were talking about of um, course up in Aspen Woods there's a, a plot of land up there that's quite long it's very like kind of like golf course shaped which is kind of a weird way to describe it but it's uh and, and they're just like around right and it's easy just to go drop some baskets in and and there you go but I mean yeah. uh, the potential is really there to open up courses if there's a park and even Marlboro is using like school parks you know just put up some dinger basket uh dinger bells and um, yeah, you can just plop them anywhere, but I would love to see one in the west of the city. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, as you say, you like the Springbank area. I mean, yeah. That's so it, it's not far off. It's just a quick yeah. little jot out of the city.
2: Yeah, exactly. So and much land. It's so busy oh, yeah. out there already. Like there's tons of cyclists going out and families kind of going out there to do some little prairie walks and things like that. I mean, there's paintball out there. So a lot of great amenities. And I, and I do believe as disc golf grows, we'll start to see those amenities really pick up. Baker's obviously got public restrooms, lots of parking. I think as it, sort of starts to generate more revenue you will see the city start to invest in it more on tourism base on like because the city's going to want tournaments here absolutely at like and mm-hmm. they're going to need to have amenities for those tournaments which will benefit the public on top of the income and revenue for the city um so i think it's a win-win-win you know
1: yeah and yeah like we mentioned earlier um anybody who's getting into the game it's just so
2: important to just
1: respect the land you're on and treat yeah. it well, because those are the things that the Calgary, uh, the city of Calgary really look for. They don't want the property to be harmed or to have a bunch of fines or things to be dangerous, throwing at other people. Like it's so carefully planned and the people trying to play the game, If there's no incidents, they have no problem. And then yeah. suddenly more courses start popping up yeah. and that's the, that's what we all want in the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a great, great thing. I, I love it. So, Mm -hmm. Um, but that's pretty much our time guys. Thanks for coming on. Where can we watch true north? Like where do you guys, are you just on YouTube or Instagram and plug and promote all that for us? So we can,
1: we can put it in our (laughs) show notes as well. And absolutely. Yeah. Our YouTube channel is just true north trajectory disc golf. Uh, search that full term there. It'll bring us right to the channel. Or you can look up things like Baker Park, Curry Park, things like that. It'll bring you right to us. And then we're also on Instagram as well. We have memes or quick little pictures of courses or anything like that, little tips. And that's uh TNT TNT D G or yeah, TNT Disc golf. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, take a look at that. And that's pretty much where we're mostly operating out of. We might expand further in the future the other yeah. platforms, but until then, that's pretty much our mainstay there. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I'll put all that
0: in the show notes. So if you're looking at your phone right now, just look below and we'll just click on there and check it out. So,
1: right on. Awesome. Well, thank you for having us, guys. I really appreciate it. it.
0: Thanks. I I really like this. So, yeah, we'll go play
2: around here one of these days. Yeah, we will. Before the snow sets in. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome.
0: Thanks again.